Before diving into today's episode, did you know that this podcast has a supporters club? By becoming a member, you not only gain access to exclusive content, but also play a crucial role in supporting your favorite podcast. See the link in the episode description to find out more. Now, let's get back to the episode. December 7th, 19th. Don't be so overly dramatic about it, Chuck. What it, it, you're saying it's a falsehood, and they're giving Sean Spicer, our press secretary, gave alternative facts to that. But the point remains alternative that facts? December 7th, 19th. Your organization's terrible. Your organization's terrible. Let's go. Go ahead. Quiet. Quiet. Go ahead. She's, she's asking a question. Don't be rude. Don't be rude. Don't be rude. No, I'm not going to give you a question. I'm not going to give you a question. You are fake news. Man, television really is bad for you. Anyways, welcome to the J-Man Show here on K360 Radio. everybody welcome back to the j-man show here for episode 43 oh man you know what it feels so good to finally have time and say those words to all of you i'm your host jay of course and this is the first j-man show of the new year huh well guess what i'm gonna be talking about today (laughs) the 45th retrograde actually no i'm not i'm gonna be talking about the news media today one of our best important institution and a foundation of the freedom that we have in this great country of ours that a lot of people either a take for granted or b act like donald trump and you see the thing about 45th retrograde not too long ago he pretty much denounced haiti and africa and designated them as s-hole countries yeah you know what see it's little things like that where you look at the man and you're like you know what the 25th amendment needs to go in effect he's got to go i'm sorry because no real amount of apologizing is actually going to get us back in these other countries' good graces. That guy is our representative on that global stand. And as he's representing, we are losing. If anything, America is getting hit three ways to Sunday in the dick because of him. You understand that? Anytime he opens his mouth, that's it, you know? And he's over there poking the North Korea bear. Just just poking it. Just, just keep on poking it. Because he pretty much wants to send us to war, I think. You know what I'm saying? I guess it's... His power and his rule through strength. Remember that. Remember, we are supposed to be running through strength with Donald Trump. We're supposed to rally behind this man. I'm not going to rally behind some man that pretty much wants to commit genocide to all of us. And needless to say, he's going to do it one way or another. He's going to talk about promoting a clean bill. But at the same time, he already denounced a clean environment. Yeah, last year actually. Like, our infrastructures are falling apart, but the man wants to go to war, doesn't he? Like, all this other stuff due to negligence and ego-stroking has pretty much held us back. And if anything, Africa, as we all know, if we remember our classes in school, Africa is not a country. It is a continent. It is a collection of countries. Similar to, I don't know, uh, Europe and Asia, for instance. You know, South America is not a country either. It's a continent. Uh, Just like, you know, uh, just people. You know, like, nowadays, that popular opinion, though, you know? It's just as bad as, like, everybody saying the weekend is Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, and popular opinion it is, but technically Sunday's the start of a new week, let alone Monday. But we have to live by that work week, though, right? Which is odd to me, because I work on Sundays anyway. But, you know, 
moving forward. Enough about my problems. As we get into it, though, we're not necessarily going to go after Donald Trump. As a matter of fact, we're going to go after his arch nemesis, which is pretty much the news media. Or technically, the news media is everybody's arch nemesis, right? Because, you know, what would all the fake news and everybody's not trusting the news all of a sudden? Now, look, you don't have to necessarily trust news organizations. You don't have to. But you kind of need them as a necessary evil. It's kind of like certain politicians. You don't have to necessarily vote for the cleanest politician you know you kind of want to know the one that knows the game and can actually get things solved like a lot of y'all are calling for oprah to be president oprah never held down public office if anything oprah has a lot of skills in the media and a lot of skills in journalism okay a lot of great journalists out there they research enough and some of them do go for public office they can do that transition But it would be better if Oprah went ahead and had some experience in that. Like, you know, if Oprah ran for mayor or if Oprah ran for, you know, the Senate or being a House representative, you know, little things like that. But stop going in here and trying to bring these people that are unqualified for certain jobs and giving them jobs. I mean, you already have a half-baked celebrity sitting in office that doesn't know what the hell he's doing and pretty much destroying everything. I mean, have you seen how he handled Puerto Rico? He didn't handle Puerto Rico. Okay? And did you see how he handled immigration? Can't go to 7-Eleven! Because I guess that's where all immigrants go to. Because all they know is 7-Eleven. Sad. Just, just really ridiculous. You know, wasting taxpayer money and resources. But guarantee this, that by the time the weekend shows up, he'll be right at Mar-a-Lago or on that golf course. Oh, boy. I mean, if you could see me on video right now, you would see that that smile on my face just dropped down significantly. But I'm happy regardless, though, because I'm back on my solo series, and I'm here talking to all of you in the J360 Legion. I'm sure some of you missed me uh, when 2017 happened, you know. For future reference, though, when it's around the holidays, and let you all know when we can we stop operations for a while, because it really helps out everybody else in the team, and it also... You know, helps me refocus, too. And not to mention that, you know, our families really need to spend time with us. They already give us enough support as we do these crazy endeavors. But, you know, (laughs) they need their time, too. And I'm sure some of you understand that. But going back into it, though, Incompetence Inc. rearing its head every day. And, you know, it's so sad that they go after the news media. You know, the news media's job is to keep those people honest, right? But there's a problem with that. And we'll look into what those problems are. Now, you got to start thinking, like, what exactly it is. See, the news media is not a friend to 45 and Incompetence, Inc., unless it's Fox News. But each of the top three networks has annoyed all of us in unition as a country for years on end. Now, you got to think about how news is categorized. It's usually categorized into two forms, hard news and soft news, similar to the drinks we consume. Now, hard news focuses on the state of the world, the global scale, whether Incompetence Inc. is doing its job or not, and it kind of is, or if Russia is going to buy the U.S. wholesale or not. But, of course, they have to talk to China first because China's our banker. They pretty much announced it. <laughs> but in contrast, soft news covers all of the things that popular people like, you know, such as entertainment news, 
movie reviews, sports highlights, what celebrity's pregnant, which really shouldn't even be a thing. I mean, if you're going to be pregnant, be pregnant, but, you know, why, why I need to know about it. Um, weird news and tacky articles like hated holiday designs from the White House, which was pretty blatantly stupid. You know, sometimes you'll get the weirdest and fakest material in between the two categories because, you know, well, with the internet, everybody has a voice, but the thing about it is some people are so good at bull that they will go ahead and make that stuff sound as accurate as possible in incredible news. I mean, I'm sure you've all seen The Onion. The Onion is pretty awesome. You know, I mean, like, whether it's still relevant to nowadays, I kind of like Hoof and Trunk myself. I mean, that's a pretty good satirical newsletter and everything else. It's it's really good. Y'all need to check it out. By the way, that's a shout-out for y'all, <laughs> if you ever hear this show. But going back into it, though, you know, you're always going to have something that just is like WTF pop up in between hard news and soft news. It just happens like that. Of course, nowadays it's amplified because, um, oh, Donnie Boydum went ahead and said something about it, you know? It's just, uh, you know, it, it is what it is with him. And that's to the point where a lot of the people out there who latch on to what he says and they actually say, yes, Mr. Trump, may I please have another? They're now saying that all news is fake, especially if it's news that denounces what he has done you know like i heard fake news to no end about when the tax cut passed through and which by the way that tax cut you know start working on getting some money saved up y'all because uh one way or another we're all gonna be hit right in the dick by that uh but going back into it though you know and whether the news story is fake or real or not it depends on listener or viewer discretion that's that's the whole thing guys Like, we should have that cognitive function to decipher whether something is real or fake. And we all used to do it before we had smartphones connected to us and we became part of the Borg life. But the thing about it is, guys, you're still able to think for yourselves. I know all of you are, right? You're not hive mining. You're not a part of certain toxic groups that really influence you to the point where you're nullified by everything, right? And don't try to bring up employment. We all have to go through that. We all do. But the thing about it is, is that, come on, you, you all are aware of what's fake and what's real. Don't wait on the 45th retrograde to open his mouth and tell you what's fake or what's real. I mean, the guy can't even remember what he does after he says something. I'm sure that there's something in there that's woefully wrong with his brain. Because, see, any of these presidents, well, from the presidents I know of, even with George W. Bush, never really talked about their mental clout as much as he has. So is he really compensating for himself as he speaks about, I'm a genius? Once again, that's one of them things that other people really need to take note of and say about you. Not you saying it about yourself, because now you look suspicious. Oh, God, whoever voted for him was a complete fool. Anyway, anyway, that's personal bias. Moving forward. Now, you see... The reason why I was saying all that about the news is that every time Trump utters fake news, right, it's a blatant disregard for important news that you may need to know. The man even has the nerve to say, I'm going to implement a federal shield law, which violates an important rule that is stable in our country, which is the First Amendment. Now, the First Amendment always gets tossed around, but the thing about it is it is a cornerstone of what makes our country great. Next to the Second Amendment. I like guns. Why not? But moving forward... (laughs) The First Amendment states that Congress shall make no law abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of the people to peacefully assemble. So, yeah, we can all assemble peacefully, mind you, peacefully. And then, of course, you have the freedom of the press and you have the freedom of speech. 
However, free speech can be only effective if it's communicated through a free press. So unless an audience can be assembled to listen to all of us, like how you're listening to this podcast right now, unless you have been assembled to do so, you know, the speaker might as well just keep quiet. And at best, that's what Steve Bannon would love to do to all of us. Keep in mind, just because he stepped down from Brett Bar doesn't mean he can't start something else up. We ain't totally done with him yet. And I'll go into that in another episode. Evil people. Anyway, you know, that's what they would love to do. It seemed like Incompetence Inc., that's all they want to do is suppress our speech, stop our progression, and then stop our free press and just disassemble our assembly. Because you see everything that gets blowed up and like everybody's doing finger pointing, ego strokes and everything else. You see it all the time. You know, it it just, that's what they want to do. They don't want us to go at them asking hard questions and saying like, so how does this affect the community as a whole? And long term, what's going to happen? It's like if we all really paid attention to net neutrality, you know what I'm saying? And if the news coverage, they could have stopped that whole thing cold. But then you realize who owns what came into play with that. But then again, net neutrality is, that fight's still going on. Like, there are people in the Senate that are actually making a stand about it. So, more power to them. Keep keep it open. Keep a free and open internet. I can't stress it enough. But this is why we need free speech. We need our free speech in a democratic society because if not, corrupt officials can manipulate public opinion without fear of contradiction. Sound familiar? It should. See, as the leader of Incompetence, Inc., he keeps doing this whole fake news spiel. It's a way for him to denounce the responsibility and the oath of the office that he took. Because, you know, he wants to be president for the Americans he like. The Americans he identify with. He doesn't want to be a president to all Americans. I mean, he's already fouled that up multiple times. And the thing about it is, he don't know a damn thing about policy because all this stuff is just ridiculous. Oh, he talked to people. Isn't that amazing? You know, some people talk to me too, but they don't get things done. Looking back into your history, if you will, James Madison said that the greatest threat to the rights of the people is the tyranny of the majority, as a suppression of minority opinions by those voted into power by a majority. The bigger the majority, the more it makes sure of its own views and capable of punishing its counters. Now, you see, Madison believed free speech should be out of reach of powerful majorities like Incompetence, Inc. and MAGA drones. And you know MAGA drones, they're the ones that wear the red hats all the time. Which, by the way, I need to show y'all how to wear a red hat because that stuff looks a sight. It makes it look like you got some severe disease in your mind that don't make any sense. You know what I'm saying? See, I can rock a red hat. Of course, my red hat would talk about something other than make America great again. It would talk about J360 Productions. But moving into it, though, the First Amendment protects our speech regulation from Congress... And that also means majorities like Incompetence Inc. must tolerate dissent from opposition. Which means that as we punch up and speak up about what's going on, they need to be able to tolerate it. And as you can see, like, really take a look at all the people that are in that, quote, cabinet. Does it seem like any of them can handle somebody else's opinion outside of their own? Not really, right? You understand what I'm saying? All that stuff could have been stopped years ago. But going back into it, there are limitations to freedom of speech. In three ways libel, commercial speech, and obscenity. Now, some of these get passed around because they go through gray areas. You know, from daily content we see either through NFG or, yeah, yeah, that's about right, NFG. And I know some of you tend to take the Supreme Court for granted, but much like Congress would be an ally to stop Trump if it actually worked like Congress, the Supreme Court is the last line in upholding the rules of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Now, while I can go in-depth more with this, 
we're going to take a, unfortunately, we're going to take a good, now while I could go into depth more with this, we're going to have to take a look at how things have unfortunately changed in terms of news ethics. Yeah. See, I'm going to talk about what nullifies free speech. Now, far as commercial speech slash advertising for businesses, that's not protected. And it's regulated so that companies will not take advantage of consumers by providing false or misleading info. Now, this can go one or two ways because there has been false and misleading info thrown around a lot. And it's going to be thrown around a lot more so because, see, this new era here, and I'm using quotes on that, doesn't want to regulate anything. They want to be like, you know what? Yeah, this is going to be our way of total freedom. Yeah, this is idealistic freedom and stuff like that. You don't need to be that damn free. There has to be some discipline in place. You understand what I'm saying? And businesses are always going to shell out and shill for the almighty dollar. I mean, that's what that whole net neutrality rollback was for. That was that was money. That wasn't about freedom. You know what I'm saying? If you got to put a price tag on freedom, which, you know, can go into many ways, you'll realize that it's false and misleading because it's not really freedom, is it? I got freedom now, you know? And when I was unemployed, I had freedom. But the thing about it is, it wasn't good freedom. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? And then, like, you know, like, when they sell something to you, and then it's like, you're like, well, wait, wait, this is what, what, this is right. Well, you should have read the fine print. Always look at that fine print, okay? Because nowadays, they're doing the best they can to make that fine print even finer, so that you don't know. That gray line will always be there, so you should always look for it, read between the lines. And another thing, now this is a big one, because a lot of people tend to use this one. It's called obscenity, where you publicly use offensive language with no redeeming social qualities. Now, that's not protected by free speech, but it is protected by parody law to a point. But much like I spoke about hate speech in an earlier episode, this is not protected by free speech, though plenty of other broadcasters like myself, and I'm sure you've seen the earlier J-Man shows where I was raw as I don't know what. Yeah, yeah, shoot, you could have sworn I was in the Navy. But the truth is, is that, you know... We have markers for this thing. We have disclaimers that let you know that it's explicit and it's not safe for work. Now, that protects us, and it also lets you know what you're getting into, so it protects you too. So if anybody is listening to a show that is well at that adult level, is obviously using their own responsibility to do so. So if, say, like you're listening to a very raw J-Man show episode, and you're at work, and your boss, who's pretty much kind of a prude in a way, listens to that whole thing and says, oh my god, I overheard it, I don't like what he's saying, you're fired! You know, that was kind of your own fault. I mean, because, like, I love my listeners, though, but the thing about it is, there's a little thing called responsibility. It's kind of like, you know, if I bought a video, and chances are, you know, it turns out that it was not safe for work, and there's a little bit of mutation going on in there, along with some crazy stuff happening, well, yeah, you know, it's kind of my own fault, right? See, that's the whole thing. That's when you got to know about, you know, user responsibility is the number one important thing. But you see, that's at your discretion. So you're at your own risk when you listen to a not safe for work or something that's explicit. Because obscenity is not protected by freedom of speech. You understand what I'm saying? And the third one is libel. Now, libel is where you make a false statement by a private person to another private person intending to defame one another. And it's different for public figures like Donald Trump, okay? 
you see, he he's not actionable for libel unless like a publisher or unless like any of us and our independent creatives go ahead and knowingly make errors to defame and make fun of him. You understand what I'm saying? If we knowingly call it like a disregard for the truth, that's it. You know what I'm saying? Of course, as we are making fun of him and we already announced that we have done parody, that's protected under parody law. He's allowed to be satirized. You see what I'm saying? But if we willfully say, like, yeah, you were over there in Russia, and you had that sex scandal, and you peed all over the place, I have proof, which you pretty much don't have proof, you know what I'm saying? Like, pretty much that's liable. And you see, the thing about it is, is that I'm totally making fun of that guy, because I'm satirizing it up. So it's not necessarily liable, but you know what liable is. You shouldn't be out here defaming anybody. But at the same time, if they've done something wrong and you have the significant proof to back that and keep it the way it is, you know what I'm saying? Then it's not, you know, then it's not. You see what I'm saying? That's keeping things honest. You should always have that information and that proof, which is why sometimes it's kind of hard to cover Trump to a point because, you know, the truth varies with him significantly. It varies in that same setting where he is. You can take a look to see whether it's like, what, 5 seconds to 10 seconds to 15 seconds. It's, it's a whole different thing because you're going to get three different Trumps within those five-second increments. You understand what I'm saying? And you see, the thing is, there's there's some proof and truth to that because of the way he acts. But you see, the thing about it is, you got to get him to elaborate on his stuff, and he'll trip himself up. And the thing is, it's going to be on public record because of his holding of the office of the president hostage. You see what I'm saying? We got to ride this out for another two years. And, you know, 2018 isn't even that old yet. Scary, huh? <sighs> boy. You know, kind of like that BuzzFeed article back in 2017, you know, where they have been guilty from time to time on certain things in the way Gawker Media was. You know what I'm saying? They, they exist through gray areas, like tabloids. You know what I'm saying? But you see, like, libel is, you know, you have to have accurate research. You know, like, with me, on this series, I have to have accurate research all the time. You know, because I don't like following the trail of smoke and mirrors. I mean, it wastes the journalist's time, unless that's something they're going for. You know what I'm saying? And I may not tell you my sources, but I always have other sources to confirm my articles. And the thing about it is, I have to check those sources all the time to make sure it all is readable and it aligns with what's going on. That's how you do it. You see what I'm saying? Because people love to lie. People love to play a role. You see that there's been a lot of journalist things that have gotten out. There's been a lot of articles and items out there that have never been fact-checked to the point. And then there have been times where people that were interviewed said, Oh, I was never interviewed. I was never here. And they smile at you to your face. And you're the one that has to present that article to either your program director or your editor. And they're going to look at you and they're going to be like, I'm not running this. What the hell is this? And you're not getting, you know, uh, what is this? Get out of my office. You know what I mean? And then that's your reputation on the line. Yeah, that plays a factor in many things, believe it or not. Yep. So that's your three things. That's your commercial speech. That's your obscenity. And that's libel. So those are three things that are not protected by freedom of speech. If it actually worked like freedom of speech. You know what I'm saying? But now that I've gotten that out of the way, we're going to talk about modern journalism. And the problems with it. Now, really, I gotta ask myself, and I gotta ask all of you, what is the problem with modern journalism? I mean, is there more infighting than progression? Are the networks more biased than honest? Is there a bigger emphasis on controversy and ratings than truth? You know, 
While we're on it, what is journalism ethics these days? To answer these things, we need to go ahead and look into what journalism was all about and its main purpose. And no, we're not going over the history of journalism. I ain't got that much time on this show. Now, the purpose of journalism is to provide citizens with the information they need to make the best possible decision about their lives, communities, societies, and their governments. Now, journalists provide this education to the listener and viewers. They have to ask difficult questions, thoroughly research materials, fact-check their sources, and they must also work within their community and talk to strangers to write a story based on whatever angle they take with a deadline looming. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of like with Song of the Day, Song of the Night, I have to make sure that they're ready by those certain times. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, it's a feature, and you want to keep that feature going. And you all have seen this, because some of you hold down blogs, which, by the way, they're pretty interesting. So keep up the good work. Now, news reporters in the field are much different than the anchors in the studio, depending on the assignment. It is a network for gathering the information and presenting the process to you. However, this institution, like many in our world, has very significant issues. One, there's a pecking order. Two, there's rating and ad biases. And three, yellow journalism, propaganda, aka sensationalism. That's what we know it as now. And the pecking order can be through miscategorizing important topics, what personnel covers what story, and the different ways the story is presented, like the top three networks, CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, their content is much different than BBC America, Al Jazeera, and PBS NewsHour. Like, okay, I'm going to let you all know on something, right? Like, the three networks for me, it is what it is. But my all-time favorite will always be the PBS NewsHour. They just cover a significant amount of stories, and they don't dwell on sensationalized topics. You understand what I'm saying? And it's public broadcasting. Which, by the way, if they want to try to axe public broadcasting, I'm already annoyed. Because public broadcasting is really, really, really useful. I, I don't understand why people do that kind of stuff. But, oh, there's no money in it. Yeah, that's right. But you see, as far as pecking order goes, there's also peer pressure, discrimination, and personnel difficulties within creating for the news media as well. Depending on packages, not checking sources, and focusing on too much soft news. Sometimes there are issues where the interview subject is either a fraud or a friend of your program director, and how your story is written may not appear as intended. And then, of course, you know, there was that controversy where Vester Flanagan shot that anchor woman and her cameraman. Yeah, that, that, you know, that, that really, really was annoying. For me, and it was tragic. It was just horrible. How are you going to shoot somebody on camera like that? And you worked with those people. I mean, if they said some horrible things to you, whatever happened to just shaking it off, man? You know what I mean? Like moving forward, the guy was actually an anchor at the station that they all worked at. You know, he was the face of that network. I just, you know, looking back on that kind of stuff, I was like, man, brother, you ain't helping the cause for nothing. But then again, I don't know what he's endured, but I also know this, like. Taking a life is not the way to solve it. But he had another issue at another station. But that that's a whole different scenario. You know, as I go into it, though, it's just like there was probably some bullying going on. Who knows? I mean, it's not to say that it doesn't exist. I mean, unprofessionalism does exist in the journalism field. It's a cutthroat business. I mean, you know, there are people who are professional in name only. I remember when I was starting into this. Like, you know, there was one time I went to an interview with one of the biggest stations around here where I live. And you see, I was surrounded by four big wigs of the station. 
And I saw firsthand of how unprofessional people can be. And, you know, I've been on good interviews, but this one really opened my eyes. So for those of you out there that are looking into applying for a news job, just be aware that not everybody is on your side. Still apply, though, because we need future journalists like myself to step in and take rank in these whole things because there's a lot of people that are on their way out. It's time for the new generation to take, you know, take rank. And it's true, though. Step in. Because these levels of industry, they need to be filled. And old Donnie boy really wants to discredit the industry, you know. And old Donnie boy really wants to discredit the news industry. But, you know, another problem is yellow journalism. Now, yellow journalism originally existed to boost newspaper sales. This is where they would make up any sort of story they would. There would be little to no coverage. Their research, throw that out the window. We're going to exaggerate. We're going to make stuff up. We're going to do a lot of scandals, and it's going to sell. And we call it sensationalism nowadays. And it's true. There's still some truth to that. But believe it or not, that actually started a war. And it was called the Spanish-American War. A significant factor to it. And you see... Nowadays, there's a tendency for the press to dwell on stories that focus on that sensationalism, like car crashes, drug abuse, kidnapping, Donald Trump's issues before the presidency, and after. And then there's also the tendency that journalists want to go for juicy stories instead of credible information. Now, it doesn't help that we have everyone uttering fake news whenever news that covers the action of a certain individual and his buddies on the issues that affect us all as a nation, it it doesn't help that, you know what I mean? You're always going to have somebody shout out fake news all the time. Oh, that's not real. That's not true. My Trump would never do that. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Like, you know, actually, there is somebody else that did say that. <laughs> and the thing about it is, it's like, where are you coming from with this? I mean, at the end of the day, I should ask you about your source on that. How would you know? You only know about as much as I or anybody else would know unless we did our own research about it. Especially if it's breaking news. I don't know why like people have to compete about, I know more than you. I guess you're compensating for something more than me, right? Uh, you know, it, it just happens. Because a long time ago, it used to be like, you know, you would have something to talk about when it came to the news. But nowadays, nobody wants to hear the news like anything. Unless it's Huey Lewis. But as I work on this episode, though, um, some of you were actually very nice to go ahead and give your two cents on what's going on. So let's go ahead and read some of these things off. Now I'm going to go ahead and take a look at the social network. Now to protect your anonymity, I'm going to go ahead and read off what you've written, but I'm not going to say your names. It's a very prime factor for me to protect you and to protect myself in this endeavor. And not to mention that, you know, that's the first concern that you should have when you talk with your sources. Now, the first gentleman said how superficial their coverage on topics are. Not asking for everyone to be versed in hours of research, but it seems that people will only run with a headline anyways, and for those who do read past it, seem to only be satisfied with a vague idea. Now, the next gentleman, he runs a popular podcast. He's pretty funny. And the thing about it is, the Salvadorian sensation himself, if he ever listens to this, he'll probably know who I'm talking about. He said that he is not on it to slander the opposition. Good man. (laughs) God bless you, man. Oh, man. And then, like, another friend of mine who hosts his own podcast, he said, not enough talk about the upcoming AVN Awards in January. Makes sense. Uh, Another friend of mine, he said, always focused on the negative-ish. No one else is chasing the happy stuff. You know, that's actually true, because, see, when it bleeds, it reads. 
There's just not enough money and happiness. <laughs> oh, no, we don't want to hear about everybody actually enjoying each other and tolerating one another's culture. No, we want to go ahead. We want to talk about some bull. We want to talk about some awful stuff. Yeah, shoot, I'm mad. And the other gentleman agreed with what he was saying. and said, yep, no talk about the happy endings. Those are wonderful. Matter of fact, let's take a look and see what somebody on Twitter had said not too long. Now, this lady has her own podcast. And she says, constrained by the paradigm of capitalism, mainstream media gives us what we want, not what we need. Damn right. You know, you've all made some pretty significant points. I like that. You know, I'm going to work on developing some more interactivity for all J360 shows from here on out, okay? Keep that going, because it helps us develop better content. Going back into it, though, you all hit a very nuanced point. The number one thing about all this stuff is the bad news. Why bad news is like the heavily reported subject? Because it's money. It will always be the driving factor. If it bleeds, it reads. Sure, we all want to go for equality, but you know what? We kind of like that severe case of the F-arounds to the point where, you know, we're all fighting each other all the time because we really like that drama. That drama helps us. That drama helps keep people interested. I mean, I could go ahead and make up a story about two birds fighting and a cat comes in and eats the one bird and then the other bird is trying to fight the cat and the cat slaps the bird around with its tail and things like that you were actually excited to see how that would turn out right but you see the problem with that was that was a tom and jerry episode and jerry's dead (laughs) i wouldn't be surprised if somebody did a flash of that right now or actually do y'all still use flash for animation anyway anyway see that's just me showing my age you see the money out there affects that 24-hour news cycle money is best buds with the government think of a popeye cartoon you know where the government is Bluto, money is olive and journalism is popeye Now, eventually, you'll get enough spinach to win out in the end, but you'll get beaten and thoroughly thrashed to get there. Because, see, money is fickle, and it's not always on the side of truth. And you notice this because there was a significant report on net neutrality. It only appeared for a few seconds on MSNBC, and then it went away. And then there was no follow-ups about it at all. And you see, the thing about that is, is because MSNBC is owned by Comcast. You'll notice that Comcast is always trying to reach to get as much money as possible. And they don't really need it. They were a driving force behind the FCC rollback. Don't think I've forgotten, Comcast. I saw my bill. Could you imagine if we all treated money like the tool that it is instead of a life source? You know what I'm saying? Like, if we actually treated it better, if we were actually a lot more responsible with it, if we actually really rationale, like, how we use it, how many problems would be solved? How many business would be thriving? Like, you know, you really got to think about it that time, you know? Whenever you work for a news station, you really need to know who owns that station. You really need to know how they make their money. That's the one thing you should look into as you are researching. Much like any other institution, it could drain on you from time to time. So you really want to know, like, what's going on, and if you're ready to move on from it, you know, be prepared to make those plans. You see, that that's the way, because, like, if you're not researching, they can go ahead and do whatever they want to do to you. And you probably would sit there and say that it's okay for them to do that. This is my job. And it's like, you got to take control of your jobs. But that's the story for another episode. Let's keep moving on with this. You know, always think and research who owns that station that you watch or you work. They might have close ties to whomever subject you're researching. They probably go golfing on the weekends, your program director and the subject that you were looking into. You never know. Somebody might buy your station that you were pretty much on the opposition of. But you got to always think that there is always a way to tell the right stories and distribute it to the people who need it. Like maybe to a point you probably couldn't cover it on that mainstream 
but maybe you could cover it in independent media. And you know, independent media is always out there. Anybody can get involved. Matter of fact, that's another reason why net neutrality is a big thing, because there's a lot of us that create some stellar content that mainstream media just doesn't want to pay attention to or just sweeps under the rug because it's not money for them. You see, the thing about it is you're going after it and you can make something just as credible, just like me, you know? I mean, some of you despise the media, and while I can't blame you on certain occasions in the short term, but in the long term, it isn't good for our unity. We need the media because they're on the front lines. It's like a war out there, you know what I'm saying? The media is on the front line when it comes to investigating politicians and other public figures, big businesses, and global issues. Like, when you look at those news correspondents that are out there that have to go to Washington and cover Donald Trump and Incompetence Inc. all the time, Rather than damning them, we need to go ahead and look at them with some credibility. We need to look at them and say, you know what? Do the best you can. Hold on tight. Because that is just insanity to go through that kind of stuff. I'm sure that they have to go and take pills every day. Because, you know, some of that stuff that goes on and everything else around them, they probably are frazzled and say, this, 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 ain't, this ain't easy. This, this ain't fun for me. I, I don't like this no more. The existential crisis is, you know. And I'm not talking about people like Hannity that sit there in the studio all the time and say, Oh, I like Donald Trump. He's doing a great job. Really? But you see, like I said, there are people that are going to profit underneath this incompetence inc. You understand that, right? So that's why they're sitting there and they're saying that he's doing a good job. Granted, though, if you're as poor as my ass and you're sitting there saying, like, he's going to do all right for me, you're a fool. But that's okay. Fools don't stay fools for long. They eventually, you know, get smarter about this. But, you know, it is our freedom to have the right to know and stay informed. Now, you don't need to rely on the top three news stations. You should use your time to develop a pipeline like me. Like, see, there is a whole multiple medium of content out there. You understand what I'm saying? Like, if you don't like television, look in the radio, for example. And podcasts like mine to keep your information strong. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get my two cents in. It's so versatile. This is why it's called Convergence. All this stuff is out here now. And you worried about them top three networks. I mean, for a fourth, go to PBS NewsHour and then take a look at the other three. And you'll see the difference in content. And how they produce it. It's really a breath of fresh air, to be honest with you. I mean, and if possible, and if you're eager to stepping into journalism, then focus on educating yourself on the issues. Try to remain as unbiased as possible. I mean, you will make mistakes, and as you do, own them. And if you run into a bad story, you know, throw it away. Find another story. And if Trump followers or the man himself doesn't like you, you carry on because you're not in the business to be liked. Your job is to pursue the truth as best you can and keep these civil servants and respectful entrepreneurs honest. And you can't be any more of a freedom fighter than this. Now, before we head off, I'm going to go ahead and quote Thomas Jefferson on this. Were it left to me to decide whether we should have a government without newspapers or newspapers without a government, I should not hesitate a moment to prefer the latter. Like, really let that sink in for a little bit. Like, I know, you probably say, the Founding Fathers was never about black people. Why are you quoting them all the time? Look, the thing about it is, maybe they weren't. I don't know. I didn't live in those times. But look, the truth is, is this. There's an important crux to journalism. And you see, we all have the power to take control of it. And it's all on how we use it. You see, people like Donald Trump, they want to take away that ability. They want to go ahead and they want to control us for some reason. And they want to go ahead and bury us for another reason. And, you know, at the end of the day, 
you see how the foundations of this stuff is really good for us. Like, I mean, I know that journalism is not 100% perfect, but you see, the thing is, they're ran by people like me and you who are not perfect. So, you know, the thing about it is, stop hating these people, look into what they're talking about, and if you can attest to it on that level to where you can politely disagree with them, and, you know, be honorable about disagreeing, then the world will be a better place. Shouldn't be hive mining around and everybody sitting there yelling at each other and saying like, this is my rule, this is the way it goes, and all that kind of stuff. But I know where it comes from. It comes from egos. And you see the thing about it is, is that some of these people are out there every day digging for that good story. And like, you know, when it comes to Pulitzers, when it comes to awards, when it comes to correspondence and stuff like that, their job is just to relay information. Don't kill the messenger, you know? And if you see, like, where it's a warped narrative and if it doesn't make any sense and if it's lies and stuff like that, should they be punished for it? I mean, really depends on the story. If it's something significant and they lied to us about it, you know, yeah, to that point, you know, they should be going ahead and going through the rigors about that kind of stuff. But if it's really to that point where, you know, we're getting at them for petty stuff because they cover some people that we don't even know. Like, a lot of people don't even know Donald Trump like that on that personal level, and they talk about it like they do. And, you know, despite all the problems, I love America. But the thing about it is, is that all this redlining and this lying and this fear-mongery has to stop. And the best way to get the information is the ones that are in the game. As I go ahead and rise up with my media company, don't shut down, pay attention. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that about does it for the J-Man Show this week. It's good to be back. I'm glad to finally be here. Please come back next week for a whole new episode. I hope to do some more viewer interactivity. So I'm going to work on these things, and we'll see where we go from here, okay? All right. Well, this is Jay, signing off.